Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the road to Damascus. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks. And before I introduce the people that's going to help me navigate this ship, I just want to tell you how you can participate in the show. You can participate by reaching us on our Instagram or Twitter page. That's road, the number two Damascus. That's road, the number two Damascus on Instagram as well as Twitter. Or you can email the show at road to Damascus at iCloud.com. That's road, the number two, I, the road, the number two Damascus at iCloud.com. We would love to hear any feedback, any show ideas, just overall agreement or disagreement you may have on any of the topics that we do. So I want to go ahead and introduce our people today that's going to help us navigate this ship. I'm going to first start with uh, the rabbi, the teacher, the evangelist, the, the prophetess, the, <laughs> the author, motivational speaker, and everything else. Rabbi, what's up? How you doing today? What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. And... To the left, the man that is always here, always present, always helping me navigate this ship. My main man, Steph. What up? What up? What, what up? up though? How you doing? All right. And uh, Lauren is not with us today. Actually, when this episode drops, it will be Lauren's birthday. So let's wish her a happy birthday. Um, she'll be the big three zero. Oh yeah, happy birthday, Lauren! Oh, so happy birthday, Lauren. Yeah. But we have a special guest filling in for uh, Lauren today. Uh, this is uh, a good friend of ours. She is a heck of a, a heck of a spades player. She told me not to say nothing else except that she a heck of a spades player. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, true woman of God, powerful voice, Miss Tracy. Say what's up. What's up, everybody in the house? All right. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. Thank you for uh, filling in today. We appreciate you. So we're going to jump right into this topic. Um, this topic kind of kind of piggyback on the conversation that we had last week uh, pre-show where we had like a two hour debate pre-show um, between me, Stefan and um, the rabbi. But um, free will, what is it and what isn't it? Free will, what is it and what isn't it? So when you hear that, rabbi, what do you think? I think free will is the power to act without constraint of necessity or fate to act at your own discretion. Um, it denotes that you have the choice of how you act. You are free to choose your behavior. Um, what it is not is freedom to choose those consequences. Uh, what it is not is any type of predestination. The option to make a choice is always there. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how we dive into <laughs> this in a few minutes. Okay. Steph? Um, free will is voluntary, not involuntary. So... Um, that's what it is, Mizzy. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, in a nutshell? That's it in a nutshell. All right, folks, he'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out, okay? All right, Tracy, all the pressure is on you. No pressure. You say something profound or you don't get to come back. No, I'm just <laughs> well, i tell you what, I won't be back, but what I do have to say. No. <laughs> so what do you think? Free will is simply choice. Simply choice? Choice. Okay, okay. So I'm going to tell you what I think when I hear free will. I, I just think that free will is just the ability for us to make a decision based on the information that we have at that given time. Now, I believe that God, how he operates is because he's all present, all knowing. 
that no matter what decision we make, he can always shift the road to still get us to our de- desired end. But we still have a choice that we can make of what we can and cannot do. So I'm going to piggyback off the first question to see how we're going to go with this. But I'm going to piggyback off of the discussion that we had last week. So I'm going to go to you first, Stephanie. Perfect. So the discussion we had last week that led to this was <clears throat> I said I didn't believe God played matchmaker anymore, that we have free will to choose who we want. We have scripture that says he who findeth the wife mm-hmm. findeth the good thing in ha- favor with the Lord. Now, we know the only time God played matchmaker was when he gave uh, Eve to Adam and was the first thing Adam <laughs> said when uh, <laughs> when God came looking for them consequences. It's that woman you gave me. You gave her to me. And that's why I did what I did. But I just said that relatively, uh, in some occasions, God will have a predestination, preordained relationship like Mary and Joseph and things like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we can choose who we can be want to be in a relationship with. And you disagree. No, no, no. I didn't disagree we can choose who we want to be in a relationship with. I said that you can declare and say, like, this is the act of my free will, right? As okay. an act of my free will, I surrender to God. To find that mate for me. That's exactly what I said. So I'm saying, you said God doesn't play matchmaker. Yeah, as far as. Anymore. Yeah, other than when he hooked up Adam and Eve. And I said that you are free to choose and Uh find. Uh You said free will. That's the free will. No, but then we found another one inside the Bible that we talked about. Hosea, right? But we 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 use Hosea as an example. Right, but that was another. That God was using him as an example. Regardless, he's going to use us all as example anyways. Like, right. Regardless well, I don't want to be used as that example. I'm just going to no, put I'm that. I'm just going to put that. No, oh, Lord. No, no, no. I'm straight hey. on that, G. I'm straight hey. on that, G. The hoes ain't loyal. Right. Hey, I'm with you on that. But we do see another scenario within the Bible that's like that, though, right? You know what I'm saying? So my whole point is, is. We talk, we talk about a God that's all power, all knowing. Like, I just sent you a video this week that shows somebody who had a crippled arm, right? Brock saw the video. It was a crippled arm, and they were praying for this individual, and this arm grew. Okay. In the midst of their prayer. So we're talking about a God that can do anything, mm-hmm. right? We can't limit him at all. So we're telling you telling me that the God that we're talking about doesn't do e-harmony? He can't, he can't take the place of E-Harmony and do pairing. That's something small. Now, I think Shonda made the point last week and said something like, well, God will put us in the vicinity. The rest is on us. Yes. Now, I do believe that God will pair you with somebody that you pray for because you will find all the attributes, all the characteristics, and different things like that within the individual. But it's up to us to maintain that, to keep that person, to do the things that we need to do to develop Within that, I mean, I've been in that situation, so I've seen it already. So, um, I've seen to where I even made a um, a statement to where it says, "My blessing is my responsibility, and the other person's blessing is their responsibility." Either one of us can squander, then we can blow something that God had intended for. Doesn't mean that it makes us less of anything, but it means that usually when God has something for us, we squander it. It's many things that God gives us, and then we blow. Um, we blow. So you just so you basically saying volunteering your free will to God, absolutely to help to, you to, find. I mean, I've I've done that, and 
Go ahead, Rabbi. Take it away. No, but it was. No, hold on. I will say this before I even finish. I want to sound like. I mean, I did pray, right? Right. And you got an answer. No, I found somebody. Who we were developing, creating a relationship with, things happened along the way. And the things were, it wasn't really um, God pulling us apart. It was our own demise pulling us apart. Like our own things. You know how they say, whatever you don't heal in your singleness spreads like a disease in your togetherness. It was one of those kind of things. And um, when you go down these roads and you develop and you have somebody that you're supposed to be in a partnership with, you can mess those things up not being prepared for a blessing. God can bring you those things, and he always gives us the tools to be able to work through them, but we have to use God all the way through it. It can't just be God to, to make the initial contact, but then we don't use God all the way through the relationship. If he's the foundation, he has to be maintained. Okay. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. When you surrender your free will to God, or when you surrender your will to God, uh-huh. and you say, okay, God, this is what I want. I'm surrendering this to you you know, make, make this happen for me. That means you have to be willing to accept whatever it is he says about whatever that thing is that you've submitted, which means when, if he says, no, that's not it. We have to be willing to accept that. That's not what you did. No. Okay. It's not what I did. (laughs) You have the the choice. The Bible says, marry who you will, you know, but only in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So you have the pick of the litter of his children to choose from. Mm-hmm. All these things that come up that destroy relationships are things that we as individuals should be working on. Mm-hmm. Like that soul work, that's our responsibility. Healing is an act of the will. You have to do the work in order to accomplish it. So whatever that relationship is, you only get the relationship you build. Mm-hmm. So you can choose from God's children who you want to spend the rest of your life with. But there's some work that has to be done in order to maintain it on both sides. Absolutely. And I will say to elaborate on what you said, um, I will say that that was something I had to learn to hear God say yes. And then when you don't want to hear the no, (laughs) to be able to really take heed to the no. Right. And really moving that. And you're like, you know what? If I'm going to listen to God this far, I've got to continue to listen to him. And you go back and forth, and it's really about listening to him all the way through because it saves you a lot of time, right. a lot of hurt, and all these different things. So, yeah. Yeah, otherwise you took you took your free will back. That's why I happened. didn't hear it. No, I heard go. <laughs> that was go, right? That, that, that was go. That was go. No, that was go. What? So, so, is, that, is that you, Lord? Yeah, let's go, right? Go, right? Let's go. I said no, no. Go, go, I'm go. go. I'm a go. Right, cool. What you what you think, Tracy? I think y'all crazy. <laughs> Welcome to Road to Damascus. I'm telling you. In relationship to relationships, what do I think about will or God being able to create relationship for us? Our whole um, endeavor in our Christian walk or whatever you want to call this is to have our will submitted to him. That's it. And in doing so, you find that a lot of what you want (laughs) doesn't line up to what God's will for you is. And I think that's the biggest struggle that we have um, as believers is 
coming to grips with the uncomfortability, if I can put it like that, of what things are probably going to look like. Because usually when God is spreading you, when he is uh, causing you to be much more than what you currently are, it causes us, and you realize that mm, what I want and what God wants for me are probably a, a, a little different. Even though he gives us both the will and the ability to bring that into fruition, the making of us is uncomfortable. But I believe that he is absolutely able to bring people to us that will make us better. Sometimes what we want and what we need are two different things. So you praying for a whole bunch of good stuff and God's saying, but that ain't what you need to make you successful. Because what I've come to understand is that relationship is a business. You know what I mean? This, this is a business endeavor. Not only do we have to be attracted to one another, because I want to like what I see just like you do, but there has to be some things that we can bring to the table to build. You can't have a house without a foundation. So what do I have and what do you have that we can put together and we can build on this and make this business successful? Don't nobody want to put no money into nothing that's not going to give a payout. Absolutely. Well, I'm not, we're not going to stay. I, I just want to bring one more thing up. We're not going to let this be the whole free will conversation, but my, my pushback a little bit is from this standpoint. And we kind of talked about this last week, how some people will get married and be happy with the person that they're with. Love them. But in a private moment, you get them alone. They talk about, you know, it was one that I just know I let get away. Mm -hmm. Now, for whatever reason, that relationship didn't work out, whether it was immaturity, whether it was some wounds that needed to be healed from a previous relationship, whatever it may be. But you felt that that person was the person, but you weren't ready to accept that. But you married somebody else. You happy. You chose to be with the person that you with now. But in that private moment, they'd be like, Whew, you know, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, that was the one. But, you know, I, I, love, I love my husband. Ain't that right? <laughs> I love you. You know, them type of situations. So that you still had the free will. You, if God gave you somebody, you chose not to be with them. Absolutely. But I don't think that was the one that was under question. <clears throat> we said... Does God play hitch? <laughs> he very much so. And, 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 and yeah, but the thing is, is I can put you in the vicinity of somebody. Because like you said, see, when we at, when we submit ourselves to God's free will, we might not get what we like. Like Tracy brought up being attractive to somebody. Like God be like, well, this is the perfect person for you. But she might have one eye and that boy <laughs> move looking uh, uh, 80 degrees to the left. And the other eye looking 90 degrees to the right and even with glasses on, they still ain't coming in the middle. And you be like, you know, and I'm not saying that attractiveness and all of that, but, you know, the things that you're looking for and what God is looking for is two different things. Mm -hmm. So you can be like, this person fit about 40% of what I'm attracted to, but maybe 80% of what you need. But you looking for the, <laughs> the reverse. You want this person to be 90% of what you looking for in looks and... <laughs> Nah, I took a house and I, I made a house beautiful. I'm pretty sure I can work some things. Out. Even the red bar, <laughs> right. some red paint. Yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can hook some things up. Nah, so, ain't no problem. So that's all. I, but do you understand what I'm saying, Rabbi? I do. Where it's like, you know, what God has for you might not be what you have for yourself. Right. 
So that's why he's saying, like, go ahead and do it yourself because you let me pick for you. No, well, I say as far as my life goes, everything that I've always surrendered to God, I always make the prayer, and I say, like, I want this, but, again, it goes back to the prayer like Jesus did. Let not my will, but your will be done because, obviously, what God has for me is better, and I trust God in everything in my life. Like, Well, somebody used to say, don't say your will, but your perfect will. Like, you want to be specific. Like I mean, I really ain't. He ain't looking at the thesaurus or the dictionary. <laughs> he know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I mean, as you. far as my commune goes with right. me, I say, like, listen, whatever. I want God's will to work out because it saves me from stuff like I had to recently go through. Right. You know what I'm saying? When, when you when you heard go instead of no. Exactly. <laughs> right. like, you know, so I, had to, I had to really clear my ears on that one. But then when I finally heard the no, it was already too late. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then it was like, okay, well, I had to go through what I had to go through. And I had made a prayer prior to that. Like, hey, if it's not for me, then don't let it work out. But then you look at things in retrospect and you look back and you say, all right, I made all these prayers and everything. But in the midst of your recovery, in the midst of your healing and things like that, you're, you're more clear. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? No, I got you. even through like those hurts and pains, it feels like you're close to God because God is like right there. Right, you know what I'm saying, so you can hear him, seeing like because that's I mean, well because he he wants you to be close because you couldn't hear him before, so he uh, want to make sure your no is no couldn't. and your go is <laughs> you know, go. I so definitely he heard gonna, him say that. He, gonna, yeah. he he was running up out of breath. I said no. Oh, oh, not go. Uh, yeah, was that like on uh, me, myself, and Irene? Yeah. Jump off the train. What did you say? Jump off the, the train. train. <laughs> exactly. I got you. I got you. So um, to kind of turn it to a, another direction. So a lot of times um, when you talk to people in the world and, and you're trying to convey a message to them and you try to say, you know, well, God is going to do this and God is going to do that. And then they begin to say, well, if God is going to do all of that, then do we have free will? You understand what I'm saying? So it becomes one of those things of if we're always saying that God knows and God orders our steps. And, you know, my our dad's favorite scripture, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Do we ultimately have free will? Absolutely. When God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden. One of the first things he gave them along with everything else was the opportunity to choose the opportunity to choose to obey him. Hey, all of this is yours. You can have it all except this right here. You can have it all. That was their opportunity, right? I'm showing you now what free will looks like. And even though they decided to eat from it, that was their choice. What they didn't get to choose were the consequences you know, there are consequences for not choosing God. But he's so gracious and he's so kind that he allows you that opportunity to choose. I will set before you good and evil, blessings and curses. I set all this before you for you to choose. If I choose it for you, then what is the real nature of our relationship? You don't know that you really love God unless you can choose him with all the other things that you see, with all the other options that you have. That's why you have free will. Love, one of the purest essences of love is freedom to act. Without that, it's not love. So in his infinite love for us, you always have the opportunity to choose him or not. So you're saying love is a verb and not a noun. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, no, I know I'm being funny. I agree with that. We had that discussion before. So, Tracy, 
when you was on the mountain and you were getting tempted <laughs> after your <laughs> week. <laughs> no, um, so so what do you think? When you when you have a discussion with people, say friends that aren't um saved, I know when you at the spades table <laughs> and y'all have and you and you running that Boston on them. Um and the discuss you know, y'all might start to kind of get into a little spiritual talk. And, you know, the conversations of free will come up. And it's one of those things where, well, I know in the circles I run in, that kind of comes up a lot amongst my people. But when it comes up and people may question, well, how come it's evil? Or if God knows this or if he knows that, then why does he let this happen? Or why does he let that happen? Is it free will? You know, with, because this was supposed to happen. And if he's already wrote revelations, then we already know what's going to happen. So, if it's going to happen anyway, is it free will? You know what always amazes me about people is the fact that they don't want to have to deal with the repercussions of their choices. Um, sin is uh, the cause of destruction, breakdown, decay, the wages. of um, Because man has choice and man chooses wrong, the repercussions of that is the breakdown of society, family, uh, <laughs> gender lines. <laughs> right. Um, it's the breakdown of everything. And a lot of times people just don't want to have to deal with the fact that you make a bad choice, you get a bad result. What we want God to do is pop out the box. Some bad mess happened. We need you, God. We need you to show up right now. Like but a genie. Straight out, you rub it, and he's supposed to come and make everything better because God is good. God is love. He won't let thing, bad things happen. Well, he didn't orchestrate bad things. You did. Absolutely, because he's loving, perfect. I remember um, it was a joke one time where guy uh, rubs a genie bottle. Genie comes out the bottle, and <clears throat> when the genie comes out the bottle, first wish he asked for is world peace, and he... Listen, he don't hear anything. He goes in the next room, everybody's gone. He goes outside, car's just sitting empty. So the only way you're going to get world peace is if ain't nobody on, on, on left in the world. Because if, you, if we don't have free will, if, the only way God can get rid of free will is getting rid of man. Basically. Because we are not robots who are here to serve him. And like you said, and I always say, like, people are... We've, we've gotten into that tradition of saying that the fruit on the tree was an apple. Well, I said the fruit was just choice. That's all the fruit. The tree had to be there. If it wasn't there, then they were robots that had to serve him. But he needed them to have a choice to say, you can choose to serve me or not, but you can do everything you want, like Shonda said. But of this one tree, you got nine 199 other trees. Just one tree. Because now we digging in our bag of questions. Well, what's, what, well, what's on that tree? Right. <laughs> right. I wonder how that tastes. Well, what? Why sure can't I eat that green? Right. <laughs> yep, and that's what, that's what we, we run into those. God has set the parameter for us, period. You're supposed to love God. Right. With everything you got. Well, you know. love your brother. Well, we, we, we um, as um. Charlie Murphy said we are habitual line steppers and we like to, we like to see how much we can get away with mm -hmm. being habitual line steppers. And that's why we needed Jesus. So, right. Stefan, <clears throat> you being a habitual line stepper, 
He like, here we go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> here no, go. I'm just messing with you. So how do you deal with that in the conversations of free will when people begin to question, you know, like, I mean, you're a Christian, you know, revelation, everything is already written out. It's almost like the Jonah situation. You're going you gonna to save them anyway. What I need to go for? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I always uh, try to lead with uh, God uh, leading with free will as an example. Um, he Free will is merely just love. You know, uh, we talked about relationship early on, and we talked about how real love is not hoarding or possessive. Real love is allowing that person that you actually love to do what they want to do. And I had to understand that. I'm still understanding and learning that. Um, we go back to the example that Shonda said, like the Garden of Eden, like with uh, Adam and Eve being in there, um, and how the world tries to manipulate, i.e., we talk about the adversary in that, that particular example, um, how he says, even though God laid everything out, he didn't have to give you the download as to why you don't touch the tree. Right. He said, don't touch it. But then the adversary comes like the world, and they say, hey, no, nah, he's hiding something from you. You know what I'm saying? It's something within there that you want. And it's like, all right, within that free will, you can decide to trust God, you know, because you can't serve God unless you have faith. So you got to be able to trust God through that and say, all right, I'm going to trust you through everything. But then the world, which we deal with, which is the adversary, constantly, oh, well, we are robots. You know, So you don't get to do what you want to do. Well, in all knowing God that suspended a planet, that tilts a certain way, that tilts just enough and spins fast enough to where nothing gets sucked into space and everything stays down here in gravity, you know, really on that little science geeky stuff right now. <laughs> right. This same God could definitely make us do what, we want, what he wants us to do. But he leads by example to show love, to say, hey, I want you to do this. I would rather you do this. And those that choose to do those, I have choose to do these things, I have the very best for you. But the world wants to tell us, no, we don't have free will. Um, everybody is robotic or, or if you. If when it you, comes to Christians. When it comes to Christians. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you guys are brainwashed and I'm going to do what I want to do in, in, in these various things. I actually feel more free serving God than I do feeling like I want to fit into the world. And it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that right there. Yeah, really, I do. I do. I mean, I, I was. Uh, it was funny because recently, it was like two weeks ago. I was feeling weird, right? And I had one of those weird mornings where I felt like, because I got out really early, and I'm like, I'm hungry. So I'm like, all right, let me go to Starbucks. I always go to Starbucks. I get me. It's not a plug for them, but I like to get me a little white chocolate mocha, you know, little splash of banana nut bread. You feel me? <laughs> and then I get the uh, the Impossible Breakfast Sandwich. Of course, I removed the egg, right? I got that, and I'm like, oh, I feel great. So I'm listening to my Bible plan, and I, I still felt physically fine. But then the Holy Spirit kind of gave me an example. You see how you still feel like you're missing something? Because your spirit needs to be fed, too. So as I was listening to my Bible plan, I was reading the Word and going through those. I was actually getting spiritual food, too. So then I had to, as I was driving back, leaving from one job, going to the next, I got one of those. I know y'all know the drive, and it's like, Oh, God, I thank you. Because now that was like a revelation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I understand it now. Like, I have to feed not just my body. I have to feed my spirit, too. And when I feel fed, I feel whole and complete. Like, I feel full. Like, my body feels full. And that was one of those things to where it's like so many people, they try to avoid 
a relationship with God because of the fact that they feel like I want to do what I want to do and, and these different things. I want to do what I want to do too. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I do. Those are my downfalls. I do. Right. A lot of times I do. Matter of fact, yeah, I don't want God <laughs> to be looking at me and be like, no, bro. Yeah, no, a lot of times I do. Right. But then I'm always going back, trusting God. Like, Father, I ask that you redirect my steps, guide me and keep me so I can, you know, do the right things. It's still within his free will. Like, I have to choose God daily. And that's all of us. Like, I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Every single day we have to wake up and we have to decide to serve God that day. It's like, a, it's like an alcoholic. Like, exactly. I, today I got to choose today not I, to have a drink. Absolutely. Like, today I have to decide to, to choose God, to listen to his word, to trust him with my day, and even the things that I feel like are big enough for him, and even the things that I feel like that aren't big enough for him, like the small things. Like, nah, he don't want to hear about that. Nah, he wants to hear about everything. And that's what you develop within that relationship with God. It's not about control. It's actually about surrender. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, so many people get so tied up with, um, you know, feeling like we can't do so so many regulations and this and that. Actually, more regulations not serving God than it is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? No? Uh-huh. Yes. So I see you jotting down some notes, Rabbi. Shut up. Always jotting down notes. Oh, no, I just, <laughs> no, I know, but it, sometimes it'd be super I profound. I do be wanting to know what she be right. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I'll be in a hot seat. Since, <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Like a teacher, uh, well, go ahead, share you know, with all, the class. Listen, we all always say in relationships that we should just be honest <laughs> with whoever we're with. You know, tell that person the That's truth. a lie. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> tell them the truth and let them choose, you know, whether or not they actually want to be a part of what, whatever it is. I think that's how God does us. You know, he gives us the truth, which includes a little bit of everything because everything exists with its opposite. So the revelation of anything also reveals the inception of its polar opposite. Okay. With the, with the giving of light, darkness is revealed. In order for you to be happy or to recognize happiness, it's because sadness exists. Everything exists with this polar opposite. Okay. When God created the world, everything had an opposite. The light he called day, you know, and then there was night. With the revelation of one, there was another one. Everything had an opposite except Adam. Inside of Adam was his opposite. He put him to sleep, he pulled it out of him. Inside of everything, the opposite exists. God knew that. So he lays it all out for us, for us to choose. We have to understand that when you make a decision or when you decide and you choose something that's outside of God's will for you, even if it feels good for the moment, inside of that thing is its opposite, and those are your consequences. So you need to be prepared. She's dropping dropping nuggets. You got to be prepared. You choose something outside of God's will, that thing is going to birth some consequences for you that you weren't expecting. It's almost like laying down with somebody you think you're just having fun, and then nine months later you have something that's unexpected that has been born out of your choice. That's the same thing spiritually, emotionally. There's something being birthed in your choice, and it'll be revealed to you in a minute. Absolutely. 
So so I I asked so the topic was free will. What is it and what isn't it? So I'll start with you, Tracy. What isn't free will? <laughs> <laughs> what isn't it? What isn't free will? Like what what is something that you would say is a, a misconception when it comes to what free will isn't? That's a good question. I never really thought about it in those terms. I always just looked at will as just what it is, the choice. And you have no control over the repercussions of what you choose. The Bible instructs us that God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. If you sow after the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow after the spirit, you... If you choose with your will to do things that are in opposition of God, then whatever you get. So it's, it's basically what you were saying is it's seeds that we plant and whatever, whatever the tree comes up. Whatever harvest you get. Is what you didn't plant it. Boom. Rabbi. Um, I've, I've found that a lot of people think that their entire life is predestined to be how it is. Um, it's not. Predestination is not free will. You are the sum total of the choices that we've made. All of us are. As you think in your heart, so are you. You know, as you have set your life up, it's going to produce results for you based on the decisions or the choices that you've made. Yes, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. God works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But you still have the choice. He's not just setting the path and forcing you to walk it. But this is, it's already predestined for you, and you just hear walking through it. But so God is not like that. the man who remains at the end of Loki that said, I <laughs> broke the path, and this is where you at? Right. Okay? But that would be cool when we find out that God is a black man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm just saying. All the white, the white people are like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> The TVA was a black-run business, and a, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. That, that's a whole other show. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes. All right, go go ahead, Steph. Right, so, uh, what is it? I'm sorry. Uh, free will isn't control, and it goes back to the predestined thing. Like everybody thinks that um, that free will is actually, you know, some kind of like cyborg kind of thing to where everybody supposed to move one way. Now. There are remnants of it within certain, I think we talked about certain churches and denominations and things like that. So we're, yes, you probably can identify some things that look like control. <laughs> you can. But a lot, the, lot the, of things. The will of God and the free will that God gives us is not about control. It's actually rooted in love. And it's up to us to really understand and um, develop and, or just experience that love because it's not about control. So, yeah. So, I always, and I, I think I always bring this up. When Jesus was in the Garden of Yosemite, he didn't want to deal with what he was about to go through. And at that point, he was looking for free will to walk, give me an opportunity to walk. Like, he literally was like, that was the closest we ever saw Jesus to, like, ready to exercise his free will and do some Jonah, like. You're going to forgive them anyway, guys. So just let me go ahead, get a couple more years in here or whatnot. Um, so do you feel as though um, in situations like 
God in the Garden of Yosemite or Jonah when he was supposed to go talk to the people of Nineveh or um, David when he was anointed king and dealing with what he had to deal with with Saul. Like when people have free will, but there is something specific at that moment God needs for you to do. And and you can need and it might be something you want to walk in or not walk in. Do you think that there is a consequence for making that wrong decision? Absolutely. I think those were examples to show us how to be courageous in difficult times, like having enough courage to surrender your will at a very difficult time when everything in you, when you want to slap somebody so bad you can taste blood in your mouth, but you know you shouldn't. Or being in the garden, you know you are about to die. You also have the power to not do it. They didn't take his life. He laid it down. In that moment, to be in a difficult moment like that, because we're going to all face them. We're going to have those moments where maybe your life will be in jeopardy. Or maybe you've got to decide to give up something that you really don't want to give up. You know, to let go of something that you love in order to follow the will of God in that moment for your life. To be courageous enough to deny yourself simply to follow what God has said, even though it's uncomfortable. I think these are our moments where we get a bird's eye view of what that will look like. To show us, hey, when you get in a difficult situation, I know it's going to be tough for you. It's going to be so hard because you have a choice. You can always decide to walk away. But in that moment, choose courage. Be courageous enough to deny yourself and follow the will of God and see what's going to happen on the other side. Believing that there is a greater glory on the other side of this that you can't see because we can't see around the corners. So trusting God with those corners, I think the garden and Jonah and all those places... Help us with that, because we definitely going to face it some moments like that. I think that it showed us the humanness of Jesus, that we can see that he experienced what we experienced. Like you said, there are going to be those times when you have to. There is always a check in your spirit. You know what God got for you. Right. He shared with you. He's downloaded some things. He's shown you some glimpses of some things. And like you said, there are going to be times when you are faced with the opposition as to do I believe it? Can I see it? Can I overcome it? Can I do it? Even though I'm faced with all of these hardships and the possibility of death. Can you listen to the voice? Because the Holy Ghost is going to always instruct you. He's going to always tell you. And I'm going to give a little quick example of something real trivial. Okay. Um, I woke up the other morning. I've been working overtime, and I think I shared this with Shonda. And just as clear, I heard, Tracy, you're tired. Don't worry about your contacts. Put your glasses on. And I was like, Psh, I just got these contacts. I've been wearing glasses my whole life. I'm putting these contacts on. So I got up. It said, Tracy, you're tired. Don't wear your contacts. Put your glasses on. I went in the case, I popped my left one in, went in the case, popped in the right one, washed my hands, sat up to look in the mirror and realized, man, stuff's still blurry. So I touched my eye to straighten the contact out, and I said, wait a minute. So I took the left one back out and realized that I had washed the right contact down the sink. 
And in prayer that night, the Lord said, if you can't listen to the small things, if you won't be obedient to the small things, when I'm telling you something as simple as don't wear your contacts, then what about the big things? You've got to be willing to listen to God in the small things. See, you got one. You got one. <laughs> that means we might let you come back another time. <laughs> Always talking. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, talking. but but no. It, it's just one of those moments, like you said, that the Holy Spirit be preparing you for that moment. Straight you up. you can walk with your free will a mm-hmm. hundred miles, but mile one on one, everything you've been walking toward is now in front of you, and this is the decision I need you to make. Mm-hmm. Like it, it might not be what you want to do, but this is the decision that you have to make. Now you got to be courageous, but if you don't make that decision then this will be the consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, before I go to you, Steph, because I remember <clears throat> my uncle, um, Pat, great uncle, um, passed away with my grandfather's brother. He often talked about that God had told him to move to California to start his ministry. Mm-hmm. And he was telling him this for like two years, and he never did it. And there's a lot of issues he dealt with after that. And he came back to God. All right, God, I'll do it. This no, nah, too late. So it was like everything you had been preparing for. God told you what He needed you to do. You didn't do it. So I gotta give it to somebody else. And the consequences of the things He dealt with and things like that. That was a consequence of you not being able. Yeah, you have free will, but like y'all said at the beginning, you're not. Your free will does not keep you away from your consequences for making those decisions. So, Stephen, mm-hmm. what do you got to say? Think of that, that Neo moment when he turned around and looked at Agent Smith and Morpheus said, he's beginning to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question, though? Well, the question was um, not and forgot just <laughs> the two things I, I we did said. Already, we didn't kind of went through so many different <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, it was... Um, what what was it, Sean? To see, I didn't I didn't lost my train of thought. Well, I got another question anyway. Go ahead, then. Okay, so well, no, it, okay. Now I just thought of we were talking about Jesus and Jonah and the Garden of Yosemite and uh-huh. him heading heading to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And is there when you when you your free will has led you to a moment where God wants you to do something? Mm-hmm. What do you do in that moment? Oh, uh, you you definitely got to do it. I mean, I think so. I mean, I got to make even it. when he says no. <laughs> I ain't gonna let you leave that one. Yeah, you ain't gonna leave that. Ain't gonna leave that. Ever, never. I should have said it. Yeah, <laughs> leave. Hey, little son. No, all right. So look, I will say, um, I gotta make this clear, right? Uh, we have free will, but that does not mean we could just do whatever we want to do without consequence. Um, not doing. The will of God is a consequence. And, I mean, so when I say trusting in God and, and having free will and doing everything that God has called you to do, that is moving in the will that God wants for you. And then we have the choice of doing what we want to do, but then we don't, like, say, prime example, um, your car is capable of doing 120 miles per hour. <laughs> do you want to do 120 miles per hour down eight miles? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, see that's the, that's the answer I was looking for right, right there Perfect setup But you're going to get that ticket too though right? And you're going to get pulled over 
right? So it's a consequence to that. You follow the speed limit, but you have the will to do as much as you want. Your car is a perfect example of how our relationship with God goes. You have a car that is capable of doing beyond what the speed limit is, but those speed limits are there to protect you. There's lights that are coming up. There are people that's going, that, that are going to cross paths. Um, somebody's going to hit the brakes in front of you. You going faster than the speed limit allows puts you in jeopardy and everybody else around you in jeopardy. So you not moving in the wheel that God has for you limits your life. And it can shorten your life. It's a lot of things that God has for you and wants to bless, bless you know, within your life. But you have to, to trust God and move in the wheel that God has for you. Um, like we talked about, uh, the story of, uh, Jonah. And I think we touched on that a little bit last week. Cause that was the one that was in the Bible plan and how Jonah didn't want to do what he didn't want to, you know, he, he had to get taken by a big fish. Right. We don't know what kind of fish it was. Right. Dropped off in the, uh, what is it again? Nineveh. 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 Yeah. You know, my tongue just don't roll like right. that. It's Nineveh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets dropped off there. Still didn't go elaborate. Really. He just said exactly what God told him. But you see a created change mm-hmm. and repentance within the people. He was still annoyed. And it shows that there's a bit of Jonah in all of us. How we want to run away from the will that God has for us. How God wants us to do something. We try to run away from it. And then we get brought back right to it. Because there are moments that we hit low points. That's a low point. Being in a fish for three days. I couldn't imagine that. That's rough. Right. But then finally he surrenders. He trusts God. He surrenders. Then he goes to uh, do the will that God has for him. Then even Nanny was still annoyed. So then that shows how we are. That's human nature. So we have to be able to trust God through everything and not doing the will of God um, and trying to do your own free will. There are consequences to it. It, it, it kind of brought, and I pulled this scripture up, but it kind of reminds me of uh, Ecclesiastics 7 and 17 that says, uh, be not overly wicked, neither be a fool. Why should you die before your time? Um, so no need to be a fool because right. you're going to die before your time or no need to die before your time. Um, so that's definitely uh, a good nugget that you dropped on us right there, Stefan. So before we um, start wrapping this up, I often think of the story of the um, the rich man that approached Jesus and... <laughs> As Jesus, what do I need to do to serve you? And Jesus said, give up everything that you have and come follow me. And that's what I think of when I think of free will. Mm-hmm. At that moment, that was that moment that you talked about. That moment, he, he talking to Jesus. He ain't talking to Paul or Peter. Right. He got an audience with Jesus, the man who he been hearing about doing all of this. And he said, what? He said, what What? What can I do to serve you? He said, give it all up. Now, he didn't know what else greater. Right. Because the thing is, with free will, you don't know what the quote-unquote reward or the consequence is. But in this moment, you knew that one of the rewards was whatever Jesus been doing, I can be a part of that. Right. But he chose to turn his back and walk away. He chose to drop his head and say, no, I can't do that. Right. Now, we don't hear anything else about that. I don't know if he eventually <laughs> got, got a second or a third or a fourth opportunity. 
he didn't want to talk about that no more. But he was just kind of like, oh, so it was a sensitive subject. Somebody be like, whatever happened with that thing with G? No. No, we don't talk about that. We don't speak of things. Yeah, no. Like, no, you know, you know. Y'all want to go get in the pool? You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't have this pool no more the way he was talking, talking that crazy talk. Exactly. You know, (laughs) talking that crazy talk. But before we wrap up, I just want to ask all of y'all, what are situations that you've had personally? Well, Stefan probably got another, but personally where – you had free will that in a consequence, a situation that happened that either was a reward for doing the thing you were supposed to do or was a consequence for doing, you get what I'm saying, Tracy? I'm trying to think. A situation where it was like, all right, God, you're giving me the choice and this is the choice that I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that wasn't, the, it was either the right choice or it was like, oh, okay, that worked out. Or it was like, no, nah, you 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 did that because you wanted to do that, right? And you, now you got to deal with the consequences. So uh, you got something, Rabbi? I do, and it's probably because it's so it's so close. Okay. <laughs> to right now, but there was a situation without revealing the situation. No revealing. <laughs> right. If it was just me, I know, I know, right? I know, I know, no, I got you. But there there was a situation that happened that made me really angry when, when it happened. Okay. I was blindsided by a situation that, I mean, I, I think for a moment I was so mad, I, I, I think I blacked out. And I wanted to say some stuff immediately. I mean, immediately. Soon as I want to say it. And I knew the things in my head, I'm just going to tell y'all, this, it wasn't godly at all. So back to that episode about you not liking profanity. Oh, yeah. You was going to use. They were swimming through my head in complete sentences, okay, with exclamation points and everything. Samuel L. Jackson became my consciousness (laughs) for about 15 days. I'm just telling you the truth. Okay. Appreciate that honesty. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say something really bad. And every time I got ready to, I couldn't because I knew I don't want this situation to stay like this. And if I go up here, then everybody's up here and nothing gets resolved on 10. You can only resolve it when everybody's at five or below. And all I could do was say, God, please help me and don't let me say the wrong thing. It was still my choice. And every day I got up, I still wanted to say it. So I knew it wasn't time yet. And I was sitting at work and I felt like, I didn't feel that pit in my stomach. I'm telling you, it was about 15 days. Oh, wow. That pit wasn't in my stomach, and I felt that unction to say something. And while I was at work, I did it. I made the call, and everything was so smooth. It wasn't what I, what I thought it would be. Nobody was angry, and I didn't get the bad results that I thought I was going to get or that I would have gotten had I just came in hot. No, I got you. So there's a great responsibility that comes with freedom like you can only have the amount of freedom that you can be responsible for like your free will it's it's great but there's a responsibility that you have with that because you can your words become a weapon or a tool when you get upset the person that you're about to speak to what are going to be the consequences of that conversation 
How is this going to work out? How are you going to look? What is your representation of God going to be with this exercising of your free will? And these are the things that I don't think a lot of people think about. You have a responsibility to be a representative of Christ when you have claimed him as your Savior. So when you get ready to exercise that free will, is that what's about to come out of your mouth? Because it certainly wasn't about to come out of mine for those first 15 days. Okay, I appreciate that. being able to hold that and wait for the timing or waiting for God to say, now, do it. You can do it. Yeah, it because was a if you would have did it any other time before them fifteen days, oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't gonna be. Good. It was gonna be smoke in the city. Oh, fire! <laughs> <laughs> we were about to come through the dance re into everything. Oh, okay. You got something, Steph? <laughs> Dude, I, it's the story that he's talking about. <laughs> so I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit, right? Okay. So I mean, um, without putting any people within this, um, it was something that was close to me, relationship wise, and. Uh, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, although I wanted it to, because originally I heard God, and I was supposed to have a responsibility over it. Of course, I'm not a perfect person. I make mistakes and things like that, but I always... You don't say. Right. Of course, I always try to get it right, make it right, do things right, and um, reverence God through it and, and ask God to guide and direct me, but it also takes two people, right? Um, and within that, things started to change, so... Although I didn't want them to, I uh, made a prayer when I was in the shower one day. I said, Father, if this isn't your will, I pray that it doesn't work out. Now, of course, I was hearing go and not know. But all t- <laughs> this was over a course of time. Right. Right. Um, I mean, we know God's voice. He's pretty consistent. Um, and it was always consistent. But it was only on times where I'm thinking, like, maybe it's me saying that. And not God saying that because I battle, you know, we always can make excuses and, and go we back start and justifying like, that. Like, no, nah, maybe, maybe he ain't saying it that no, way. No, I need to know it's God for sure. Is it no know. in Spanish? Yeah, maybe. Like, no. Turn in the <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, God, if this you. I did say Spanish, but it was still no because you right. don't know it's still the right. same. Spanish. Right. So, like, <laughs> hold on, what about French? Was it French? <laughs> yeah, it got to be. Tell me it's French. So, um, I was still going on this road and then things changed. Um, I was trusting God through it, so I made a prayer in the shower, like, God, if it's not your will, I pray that it doesn't work out, and you make things change. So I had got a, a, a dream that revealed some things to me, and it started to spiral from there. And, of course, it was hurtful to me. It was extremely hurtful to me, and I didn't want it to change that way. But I like the song by Upper Room, Beauty for Ashes, to where... God takes something that we that we feel like we lost and we mourn mm-hmm. and creates beauty out of it. So that's with the faith in God and trusting God, and that's something I'm still going through and trusting God for a new phase within my life. But that was one of the ones to where I acted on my free will for so long to where it was like I was forcing something, forcing and forcing and forcing. Because, I mean, naturally I'm a problem solver. That's who I am. Like, I, I'm, I'm very good in what I do because I always solve problems. I always said a contractor is good as the solutions he can create. But when it comes to God, it's not about creating solutions. It's about surrendering to God and allowing him to resolve those things. Because when I put it into my hands and I get the same result, it's just prolonged. You understand? I, and I got that gem from Shonda. 
You know what I'm saying? We just prolong our, what did she say? Prolong our, uh. Meet your destiny on the road you take to, to avoid, avoid it. it. That's yeah. what I, t- that's the Jill. So I just kind of elaborate. Sorry, you know, no, I still, no. I still dropped you in there. Though, <laughs> the bibliography. <laughs> you feel me? But that's what I, you know, that was exactly one of the things. So, um, I will say right now, I'm still trusting in God, even in that, you know, cause I'm naturally the kind of person who, um, wants to express love and things like that. So, I trust God as Hitch. We talked about that. Okay. That he has something greater for me. Like I said, beauty for ashes. That's one of those things. So that was one right there. So where I took my own will and I didn't get the results that I wanted, although I did get an answer originally and then it turned and then I had to trust God through it. But it was through my prayer to surrender that will to God that if it did not work, if it wasn't for me, that it would not work. And so he put something in place that was just, he knew I was going to be like, oh, that's a no for sure. Yeah, that wasn't go. That was low. I, that was the wrong letter. I needed to look deeper yeah. down the alphabet for the first letter. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. What about you, Tracy? Um, I think the key is obedience. It seems like in everything that everybody has said, the key to it all is o- obedience to what God's word says about your behavior, your response, your doing what he led you to do in Jonah's case, in the case of Jesus. Um, and for me, it was, I, and I've told this story several times, um, I was in the laundromat, and uh, a lady came in who was tweaking hard, and I watched her and watched her, and God said, go tell her I love her. I said, I can't tell this woman. She's not going to hear nothing I got to say. She tweaking way too hard. Oh, man, she was scratching and tweaking, and, and, and my heart, it, it, it was pricked. And I was like, I can't. And so he said it again, go tell her that I love her. And I was like, oh, God. So I turned around. I said, see, God, the woman gone. She unwalked out. Now I can't tell her. I said, now, if she come back in, then, then I'll tell her. You done fleeced them, Gideon Shrek, style. I, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I started folding my clothes. I turned around the woman, walked back in. He said, go tell her I love her. And I turned back around like, oh, man. So the woman left. A lady walked right in, shook her keys. Excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Excuse me. When I tell you the laundromat went on silent, it's like you couldn't hear the washers, the dryers. You could hear a pin drop. The woman said, um, I just want everybody to know that Jesus is coming soon. Everyone needs to get their life together. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. And the woman turned around and walked out. And God said, what you won't do, I'll get somebody else. When I tell you, I was humble to the point it broke me down so hard. So all I'm saying is the obedience to what God tells you because he put, he put it in you. And you get the check in your spirit when you know you're supposed to be doing something or not. And you feel it in your gut. And then we go, oh, come on. All right, look, what if I... Uh, you try to find a loophole. We got to stop trying to find the loopholes. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, that, that's how I get able to save money on my taxes. I, I like loopholes. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm but just then when you get caught, <laughs> right. they make you pay three times the whole. Right. <laughs> Loop. Again, that's, that's a good example of pride. Right. 
Uh, so I, I guess I'll share a story real quick before we wrap up um, without giving names. And so I had um, a few years ago, I was dealing with a difficult time in my life <clears throat> and uh, I had made a decision to do something that I had no business doing. And somebody found out about the situation that I care about. And um, at that point, I could... It was funny because the person was acting weird and I could tell. And, and I, I was like, they ain't acting in a normal character. The Holy Spirit immediately told me they acting that way because they know what you did. Immediately told me. Now, I don't know if they know or not. So if I go say something to them, I could be confessing right. something with myself out there. But the Holy Spirit immediately told me, like, they know. So I um, had the opportunity, me and this person were alone, and I said, um, I know why you've been acting the way you've been acting. And he was like, what you talking about? I was like, you know what I did. And he was like, what? You, I said, you heard something about me, and this is what you heard. And they immediately started crying. And I was like, well, this is what happened. I didn't explain everything, but I just, you know. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I could have just lied or never even brought it up. But I needed to handle that situation for me and that person's relationship to be able to continue to be strong and where it was at. Because, you know, like I said, I gave him as much information as I could give him. But at that moment, with the Holy Spirit telling me that they knew, now Holy Spirit ain't say you got to tell them. It just told me that they know. So however you choose to handle the situation, it could have been like, um, ain't true. Uh, I don't know what you done heard, but whatever you done heard, it ain't true. But no, you to me at that moment, I had the opportunity where it's like I needed to be honest. And it goes back to like our people, you know, you brought that up at the beginning, Rabbi, about people just, you got to be honest. You put it out there and however the person, and that's what I even told the person. I said, I'm being honest. If you are upset about the situation and don't want to rock with me no more, I understand I'm going to still love you. I'm going to still support you. I'm still going to, you know, be there for you. And we hugged it out, and everything has been cool ever since. So, you know, you walk in that free wheel, mm-hmm. and there was situation. you know, people start finding out your business, and you be like, see, that's why. You be like, God, why well, can't just get a couple, you know, just a couple times and just do what I want to do? Like, but nah. You can't. You can't. No, no. I'm talking about let me do what I want to do where don't nobody find out what I did, what I wanted to do. I'm looking for Yeah, right, I just, right. just just one, just one time, just just one time, you know. So, well, we're going to get uh, get ready to wrap up, and we always uh, do closing statements. So, I'm going to start with you, Rabbi, then you next, Tracy, since you you uh, the, the newbie. I'm going to let you uh, go second. I knew, normally would be like, no, nah, Tracy, you first. But we'll go ahead, Rabbi. Okay, um, the sovereignty of God is that he is in charge of everything and controls everything, but you still have the option to choose what you want to do, not because of duty, but because we love him. Our job is to learn to comply with the Holy Spirit simply because we love and trust him. The same courage you have in making the decision have that same courage and energy when it's time for those consequences. So trust God, believe him, 
serve him, ask him, and then listen to his instructions. If not, take those consequences on the chin too. Amen, amen. All right, T. Take those consequences on the chin. <laughs> Folk don't want to do that. They're not strong enough. For I don't want to do it either. But that's just what it is. It sure that is. Chin is weak. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> no, because God, God got that right hand like Tyson. <laughs> One hitter, quitter. Quit I love God because he doesn't leave us ignorant. And uh, the one thing that I guess I would want to say is be obedient. Listen to the voice of God when you hear it. Stop second-guessing yourself when it's not what you want to hear because that's when we get to second-guessing things, when it's really not the response or the answer that we follow the leading of the Holy Ghost because it's not going to lead you wrong. It will lead you into all truth. Use your ability to choose to choose God. You can't lose choosing God. He is a producer. So whatever you sacrifice for him, he's going to give you more back. You sow a seed, you get a whole tree. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. Get another Jamaican <laughs> horn for that one. <laughs> All right, Steph, go and hit us with that profound, that, that profoundness you that go. you got. No, I'll say, um, um, so within my own life, I've decided to trust in God and use my free will to surrender to God. And it hasn't, um, I haven't avoided any obstacles that other people have already went through, but he has taken those things and those losses that I've gone through and he's multiplied them with blessings. So every single time I go through something, I lose one thing and he multiplies it with something greater. Um, so I say within my own life, obedience, I know y'all don't like the scripture. <laughs> Don't you don't you don't you do it? Listen, <laughs> listen. I know it was based on the one thing, right? But this obedience, I won't say that. Obedience is better than disappointment. The reason why I'll say that, okay. right? I'll say that, right? Okay. Obedience is better than disappointment. Meaning, when you are obedient to God, you always reap rewards. But you still have to go through the exact same thing you were going to go through before. Period. Or you can go through something with God and be completely disappointed with no reward. Do you understand what I'm saying with that? So you go through different things within your life. You go through heartbreak. You go through losses. You mourn people. Um, somebody at your job is going to be snotty to you. Um, somebody in traffic is going to cut you off like a guy this week. I glanced at my phone. By glancing, I mean I looked at my phone the entire ride, and I think this guy was staring at me all the way, and he started pointing at me, like, going crazy. And I'm thinking, like, this dude got some audacity, you know what I'm saying, just to be pointing at me like that. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, should I respond in the way he responds? So I did that, you know what I'm saying, for a second. But then I caught myself and said, you know what, I shouldn't be texting. I shouldn't be texting and driving, period. So it, it's with my free will being in God, he always shows me something um, bigger than the, ap, the, than the actual um, um, situation I'm in. I took that situation as the guy pointing at me, telling me I need to be off my phone and saying, man, let me get gully back with this guy. Instead of saying, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't really be on my phone because it is dangerous texting and driving. You can lose your life, and a lot of people have lost their lives. By texting the driver. I got rear-ended at a light by a girl just straight texting. Totaled my truck by texting two years ago. 
and I'm the exact same person texting and driving. And I say I was texting. I was like, I was texting. Like, I was looking at the lights as an indicator to pull, you know, like hit the brake. <laughs> and so it's those kind of things that within my own free will and me trusting in God, God has always multiplied things within my life. He's always done things exceeding what I even can imagine. Um, and so with me serving God is, you know, everything seems like I've always got a way out. I've always got um, a solution to a situation. And so I'm always hopeful, and that's where my hope is in God. So um, I'm never stuck at a level. He always helps me get through that. So, I mean, that's an example um, and really pretty much a testimony as, as to my own life. So I would say to trust God with your whole heart. Amen. Thanks, Steph. Appreciate it. Um, when I was growing up, well, not when I was growing up, when I got older, um, after a few years after I got saved, I asked myself the question one time, would I have still had a relationship with God that I had if I wasn't born into the family that I was born into? Was it a free will to serve you, Father, the way I served you, or Am I just a product of growing up in a family that preached God, talked about God, and gave me the foundation for this relationship? And I pondered that for about a year or so, and I came to the conclusion that no matter what house you're born into, no matter what your situation is, at some point God is going to present himself to you. And you all, and we will all have an opportunity to either walk in the things that he has called us to walk in or we can walk away from the things that he has called us to walk in. The only thing he promises us is if we serve him is eternal salvation. And that has been enough for me to allow my free will to be in his hands and serve him every day. So with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, we thank you for listening and God bless.